This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. I mean, what a day. What a day. What a, what a day. day. This yeah. we a were solid first day. After tearing through the lower level. I reckon none of us are ready for another fight. We gotta find a way to rest here. The heroes plan their next move. We gotta blow that ceiling. That's what we gotta do. Break it down, collapse the wall. But without knowing what waits for them upstairs. Metro, you can move like no one else in darkness I've ever seen. If you're willing to go ahead, I'd love to have you do reconnaissance for us. They'll have to go in blind. I feel unsettled for some reason. <laughs> I yeah. know. I, the, something it's almost something so easy. This is too easy. Something feels very wrong. The adventure continues now. What is going on, everybody? It's your old buddy, Troy. I'm just making my good friend, Joe O'Brien, laugh. How are you, buddy? What's going on, Pat? <laughs> What's going on, every booty? It's <laughs> every booty. <laughs> every booty. That one got you, huh? Every booty? I'm very easy to get today. It's uh, not even uh, 2 o'clock. Are you drinking a 7 and 7? What is this? Yes, this is a Jack Daniels and ginger ale. <laughs> Looks uh, like it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that is a that is a diet ginger ale. You caught me on my lunch break. You're making me record an intro on my lunch Sorry, break, man, man. The work never ends. You better make this quick. All right, I will. I promise. We got a couple <laughs> things we got to touch base on, and then we're getting right to episode two twenty. Two twenty. We've done two hundred and twenty of these stupid things. <laughs> I don't think they're stupid. I think they're fun. Ah, nobody listens anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. You're such a psycho. Well, you know what? We're having a fun day here in the office today because we've been doing some casting today. That's right. Another day of casting. Yeah. And this one, uh, man, we met some interesting people. This was a very exciting day for us. Yes. I haven't been excited about the prospect of, of expanding the, the cast of characters on this network until today. Yes, today is very exciting. And I'm excited for the future of the network. Getting to see people that I think might be good fits here. Uh, that's that, I mean, we need that. We need that for, for growth. Yeah, and for people that don't know, we're talking about you know expanding the cast for other new shows that we're, that we're pre- preparing. One in particular, which is uh, a Pathfinder second edition show that will be exclusive for our Patreon subscribers So get on to that Patreon Five bucks a month And uh, sometime soon You're going to start hearing uh, Some new cast members I'm, I'm very excited Yeah it should be fun uh, And the other big announcement We have is uh, Obviously people have been Foaming at the mouth About these glass cannon dice The glass cannon dice Ooh, buddy They were flying off the shelves At our two shows During Gen Con At Hi-Fi Indianapolis Well we finally uh, Got our shit together To figure out The best way to ship them And so they will be going Going live on the website uh, today, uh, 12 noon Eastern time. And when I say today, I mean Tuesday, August 13th. So get on there. Now, here's the thing. I think the, the, the remaining sets that we have, there's not a ton of them. They're going to go pretty fast. Don't freak out. We've already got another order coming in. We just got to keep these moving. And once they're gone, we'll just keep ordering them. As long as there's a demand, we'll keep selling them. But if you don't get these ones, you'll never have true first generation. Yeah, bags. I mean, you're, you should feel like a loser. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't even bother, uh, you know, trying to get the second set. There's just, it's not the same. Wow, you're a terrible salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want people to be bummed out. They're like, all I wanted was a double 
blue. No, no, they're coming. And they're, they're gone. They're, they're coming. coming. Yeah. And we have, you know, we're going to have the, the full sets that come in four different colors, uh, green, blue, red, and black. And then we have individual D20s because this is a luxury item. We know not everybody can afford uh, the, the fancy sets, but maybe you just get a D20. I don't know about you, Joe, but mine has been rolling rocks. Mind doesn't roll shit. No, no. That's why we didn't give you a color. We just said, here, take a D20 and don't let anybody else touch it. I just rolled a 20 while we were talking here. You really did. Yeah. It's so, it's so nice. It really looks cool when that, when that logo comes up. It's like, yeah, I earned that. <laughs> Twice over. Twice over. Anyways, check that out. Uh, noon tomorrow, Tuesday, August 13th. Those are going live. Don't freak out if they're all gone. We're getting more, and we will hopefully have some at the Masquerade in Atlanta, which I, I think it's sold out. If it's not sold out, there's only six tickets left, maybe. Uh, uh, to our show during Dragon Con on Saturday, August 31st. Yes. And we're adding uh, another show to that Dragon Con run. Not like a, uh, uh, a rock club show. This is at the con. This is hot off the press. Hot off the press. I mean, we just sealed, sealed this deal with, just, uh, with uh, Jason Bullman. We're going to be running a second edition game with Jason Bullman at Dragon Con. Yep. Friday night, 8 o'clock. Is that when it is? 8, 8.30? I think it's going to be 8.30. The details are still coming together. I mean, I'm, I just got a text from Jason as you're saying this announcement, so we're still working out. It could all fall through, but I want you to put a pin in Friday night, somewhere around 8, 8.30, if you have badges to the con. If you don't have badges to the con, you can't get into this, but I'm pretty sure it's free otherwise, as long as you have a badge to the con. Yes, and uh, I don't even know what we're doing. I don't know what he's coming up with for us, but it's just going to be a one-off little fun get-together and uh, really just harass Jason Bullman. Yeah, we're, which we're, is always we, fun. We have a good time doing yeah, that. Yeah, we might bring back some uh, familiar names. We very well may. Who knows? Very well I mean, this is going to be all put together last minute but it is always a good time when we get together with jason b and play a little 2e oh i like that you like that yeah we should end on that okay <laughs> here's the episode 220 of the last can of podcast <laughs> we <don't. laughs> It is episode 220 of the glass cannon podcast do you know what uh What's special about the number 220? It's one more than 219. That doesn't make it special, Matthew. Why not? Why does that not make it special? It, it is divisible by both 110 and 2. It's 200. That's a little more special than just its placement in I in disagree. Well, if we're going to pick arbitrary reasons to like numbers, why not? Well, let me tell you one I have, thing. I have a good reason. What do you got, Skid? Uh, Matthew aside, I think I have a good reason. It's seven less than the show 227, the Jack A. Herrick sitcom. It's seven less than that. That is way more special than your answer, Matthew. See? But I think I can out-special even you, Skid. Oh, I'd like to see you try. I wouldn't ask Joe because I'm sure he doesn't know anything about anything. But it is the sum of four consecutive prime numbers. Oh, that is 40. See? That's 40, special. Isn't that special? See? 47 plus 53 plus 59 plus 61. Oh. 220. Wow. And if you had another prime number... Seven, you get two, two, seven. <laughs> it's oh also the sum. God. It's also the sum of fifty-five, fifty-five, fifty-five. I think we just figured 55. something out. It's uh, it's call, that's math. call math. It's a tetrahedral number, the sum of the first ten triangular numbers, and a dodecahedral number. I don't even know what any of that means. No, it's also the pr- the product of at least three primes. Oh, that's fun. See, now that's special. <laughs> I recently started to rewatch. This better be about 220. It, it popped <laughs> or up. Or 227. It's about numbers. 
Is it, uh, is it the show numbers? The show numbers? It Did better you start be to rewatch the show numbers? connected to these numbers. <laughs> I got the DVD collection of the show numbers. Fox set of numbers in CBS. <laughs> I got called back for that show. My first audition in LA. Did you really? Yeah, I almost oh, got to play. <laughs> what the, could have uh, been? The guy working the morgue. <laughs> Oh, I don't know how so you didn't great. get that part. Yeah, yeah really. I was perfect. like, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great line reading. I don't know why they. I improvised. Oh, <laughs> they, were, they were like, like that guy nailed it. How do we not offer him the job? They're down in the morgue, and <laughs> they just say, "I think he's dead." <laughs> <laughs> Cheat over him. <laughs> dun, dun, ba, 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 ba. Did you sing? What a, what a hot tease! Wait, did you sing that in the in the audition? I that did, yeah. oh, might have been the reason uh, you didn't yeah, get they, it. Like they Michael like to Scott. do that boot music on their own. They like to let the also on a different people handle that. Also on a different network. <laughs> that also that. Yeah, it's a different. No show. wonder I didn't get the get the spot. Joe, what's your dumb story? Uh, I was just going to ask you guys because I just it popped up on Netflix recently, and I started rewatching The Da Vinci Code. Mm. And I was curious mm. if what people's thoughts were on that movie. Hated it. Pass. Nope. Terrible. I did not Never like it. Never wanted to watch it. At all. Ever. I didn't remember how I felt about it the first time. And so I started rewatching it and I was like, this is bad. Bad. Hard to watch. I can't remember where I read this, but someone referred to that book as, as a primer on how not to write an English sentence. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoyed the book. I, I have to admit that. Back in the day when it was. What everybody was hot. reading. Uh, yeah, it was the hot subway it book. Was, it was the Defingy Code and also another awful book, The Secret. It was, yeah, it was around the, same time. around the same time. And Eat, Pray, Love. They yeah. were all kind no, of around the, the same Da Vinci Code's earlier. Da Vinci Code's like 2003. Really? 2000, and yeah, then Secret's, around there. The Secret's a little bit later. Oh, was it's, that a couple uh, years later? It's uh, based on a true story. The Secret? <laughs> well, <laughs> the Vinci Code. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it, is, it is actually based on existing kind of conspiracy theories about the Merovingian dynasty and all that stuff. I just, I just found it so, like, like, just, I don't know. It was just so ridiculous that the guy, like, carves himself up and writes a, a hidden code in, a, in scrambled words. And so that you Spoilers. knew it was scrambled, he wrote the Fibonacci sequence, scrambled. And they're like, this is a, a Fibonacci sequence, but out of order. I'm like, well, how do you know it's a Fibonacci sequence out of order? They're like, since that's out of order. It's sequenceless. Then these letters must be out of order. And they figure it out in like eight seconds. And then like, it's all in the first one minute of the movie. And I was like, this, this, is, this is not good. Yeah. It's like... Uh, <laughs> so you rewatch The Da Vinci Code. No, I didn't finish it. I watched about 15 minutes and was like, I do not remember this being this unwatchable. This is unbelievable. And, uh, and I stopped. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't realistic at all. Bring it back to 220 now. It's hmm. it's two hundred plus ten percent. Joe saw a movie that had <laughs> a, numbers a, in it. It's a, a shitty. What? It's a shitty tip on two hundred. No, I was sleep. talking about the prime numbers. He couldn't they, sleep. You know, it's it was two twenty codes. The Da Vinci Code. It was two twenty a.m. and he was like, "Let's watch a hot. Sh- let's watch a hot flick." That actually is why <laughs> yeah. I was watching it. I couldn't sleep. I like the, that movie. I, I'm a big. I like that. Uh, who's in it? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I like that guy. I, I love, like that fella. <laughs> no, I like yeah. that guy. I love. I was a big bosom, big bosom buddies fan, but that movie just didn't do it for what me. What else is he? And I know I've seen him in something. I've seen else. other things. Oh, uh, that Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. right. Um, I actually did. I was watching that the other night. Uh, with uh, Samantha. What's it called again? Uh, Tunnels and Trolls. <laughs> yeah. Tunnels and Trolls. Mazes and Monsters. Mazes and Monsters. Um, it is hot, hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it is so terrible. And it's so funny because that movie and the book that inspired it were, were uh, mo- probably primarily responsible for the whole satanic panic, like anti-Dungeons and Dragons movement of my youth. And I watched it when it was on TV because I like Tom Hanks. I I was a big Buddhist. Oh, it was made for TV. It was made for TV. CBS, I believe. 
check. <laughs> Double and, check uh, me. But, it, it, you know, and uh, I was like, oh, it's like they're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Confirmed. Thank you. <laughs> they're talking Nailed about it. Dungeons and Dragons, like, in, in, on TV. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so in. And uh, I watch it, and first of all, like, they get, like, everything about role-playing games wrong. They're like, this is like, well, you know, I want to find a, 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 a gaming group here at college, but I really have to concentrate on my studies. They start talking. It's just like, oh, you play this game? It's like, oh, I play it too. What level are you? It's like level nine. It's like, I'm level nine too. Isn't it so great to be designing your own scenarios? It's like, yeah. It's just like, it's not Scientology. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I got so furious watching it again. I was, I couldn't believe it. How far did you watch the whole thing? No, I got about 45 minutes into it. And you I was gave like, it 45 and, yeah <laughs> well let's bring it back to 220 because okay. um, we're in it now yeah we're in episode 220 and uh, for the past dozen episodes I'd say you guys have made short work of this first level of the uh, the volcano lair yeah. Of the fire giants. Layer. Um, now, there were a lot of ways you could have gone left instead of right, right instead of left, backward instead of forward, to the southwest instead of the northeast. But you got to where you think you need to go, the place that Thune told you about with the crack in the ceiling. You feel like if you can sabotage this, break down that ceiling, it is going to cut the barracks off from possibly the level that you're on, possibly the next level. You don't know because you haven't seen beyond this door. You get here and you realize before you can move forward, you've got to deal with those orc slaves. You, you don't have to, but the moral compass of the group, Metra, insists upon it to Sheriff Thune. And God so damn it. You go back, <laughs> Dalgrith, bravely. You're welcome leads them back through unmolested to this room and you come up with a plan we're going to go back to the uh, cathedral we're going to get as many weapons as we can we're going to arm them and take it from there so you go back to the cathedral you're gone for like an hour and a half two hours you come back you open that first door and it's like something out of the shining just blood everywhere and it's a setup. You turn around, six hellhounds, two fire giants. It looked pretty bad. I saw the uh, classic O'Brien, like, hands thrown up, like, well, TPK, just walk away from the table. <laughs> why, why do we play this? Why do we even play this? He really <laughs> vacillates between, you're fine, and what's going on? There's no middle ground. There's none. <laughs> and usually there's no discerning one situation from the other. No. <laughs> but you were saying something before we went on air, and you were like, eh, no, I'm going to say it on air. What, what were you saying about the combat? You liked it. Yeah, I was just going to say that I love combats like this every once in a while. Where you think, kill dogs? It, well, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, God. No, but, uh, you know, <laughs> when you put it like that, <laughs> no, but in a long Campaign. When you put it like that, it's very appealing, Matthew. <laughs> uh, in a long campaign where you know you have a lot of different kinds of encounters, I like to every once in a while get an encounter that is uh, a whole lot of enemies where a good chunk of them are lower HD because it has the benefits of both you have to move tactically you have to switch and do different targets you get to you know finish off a lot more creatures and monsters you get to feel like heroes you know but there's still also creatures in the combat that can take you out in one round so it's not like you're just mowing over things but you are also maybe delayed by these little things in this case nipping at your heels and that kind of thing uh 
and so when was the last time you know we had eight com- eight enemy combatants in a in a in an encounter? We haven't really had that. It's all been Scare a couple Cot- huge people. Scarecatless tomb, probably. Yeah, but but you <laughs> not, know the not problem that with that is like yeah, but the problem with that is when they're unhittable, like witch fires and, <laughs> and what were those lines? little electricity things? I was will will the wisps. Will the wisps. Boy, God, they're so brutal. The but worst. like you know, so annoying. Just give me a dog to kill. You know what I mean? It's like the, <laughs> we all feel that way. <laughs> Fire wolf. <laughs> Outside of murdering uh, canines, which is what Joe's into, um, the other benefit we got from that, besides feeling like big, strong heroes by killing dogs, is um, you said that there may have been some patrols that we missed out at this point. We can assume, I'm thinking because of dogs, hellhounds, whatever they are, that this was a patrol. Maybe the only one, maybe there's more than one, but we got rid of one patrol? Well, one thing's for sure. But but between the time when you left and you came back, certain things have been discovered. Now, you don't know if they found the dead bodies in these other rooms or or, or whatnot, all the the havoc that you've wreaked since you came in the volcano. But you do know that they found the, the orc slaves in this room and took care of them. You feel pretty confident about that. And you knew that they were waiting for you to come back. Does that mean the orcs talked? You know that fire giants are intelligent. Even your base fire giant has an intelligence, has a a certain amount of wisdom. They are trained to hunt down anyone that's going to try and uh, enter their lair. They are um, smart enough to set an ambush, obviously. Smart enough to set an ambush. Smarter than your average giant. Knew we were going to come back for for these creatures. Yeah. But uh, you, you did handle yourselves well, and uh, I think it, it really speaks to you guys functioning really well as a squad. This is the best I was saying, yeah. Squad. Obviously, you're, you're 13th level now, so you're going to be... It's hard to, to really know, um, but, but I even I feel relative like to like the, the, the creatures that we're fighting, I mean, mm-hmm. I think this is maybe the most like balanced... Yeah, kind of well, I said it when we went off air last week. It's just we're it's, a little yeah, glass. Feels candy, like we're, we are, but we're, we we do well. Yeah, but we do like complement each other. We have roles that complement each other really well. I think so. it feels. I don't know if it's an illusion yet. If we're just getting lucky, yeah, maybe. I mean, obviously, yeah. last week we rolled really well. Yeah, and Troy rolled pretty poorly. So that, he that rolled a bunch in. of natural twenties. Uh, I wouldn't say a bunch. He Got rolled a bunch of misses I, against you. It felt like a lot dogs. to you because they were like three, but they three, were right? they were natural twenties like, at on, least two on the rock throws. Yeah, they weren't like full melee strike. They weren't power. Yeah, but then you like you would do that, and then you would roll natural one or two yeah. or three on the confirm. I was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, but so that's it's like you would hit, you would get those crazy rolls, but yeah. then they wouldn't have the, the total impact that they would. And, and I mean, Jim are critically threat. Like six oh, or seven a ton times. Of times. Yeah. yeah, a whole bunch of times. Which is like, and, and we said this on air, like, obviously you're built to crit, but yeah. still to roll consistently between 17 and 20. Yeah, that's not, that's <laughs> almost <laughs> like your name is Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You're using Grant's fudgy die? <laughs> well, anyways, before we jump in today, because I think today, I, I really don't know what you guys are going to do. I, I, I know that there are things that need to be done. I'm so, I'm so excited to rest. <laughs> oh my God, we are so spent. <laughs> Utterly spent. Before we get into that uh you know last week we took a little look back into a youthful baron red heart nay that's right ash peak perhaps and we found out he hated birds. nay red heart now ash peak yeah. nay, nay red heart now ash peak or maybe nay ash peak then red heart yeah then I, nay. I think the way i said it was more correct no it's wrong but matthew really fucked it up so let's move on you were born ash peak nay yeah ash peak 
And then became Red Heart. Became Red Heart. That's your and married then became name. Became Ashby. Oh, I'm thinking about my. Ge- anyway, let's yes. keep on going. Admit your wrongness. No. I want you to take another trip down memory lane with a memory that none of you have but one. That was a weird way to say that. Bum, bum. <laughs> that was a really weird way to say that. He's dead. <laughs> he says in the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry I'd like to say that Every time someone comes in here I think he's dead Smoking <laughs> Yeah that, that's, that's why we brought him down here We, we knew that Morgue Bum bum Just we, testing you We hear the sounds Of a cart Moving slowly The murmur And shouts Of a large crowd The scene opens up From the rear of the cart And we see Iron wrapped Wooden wheels Scraping and bumping Over polished stone Slowly rising up, we see that whatever the cart carries is covered in a simple, heavy cloth, then bound by multiple ropes crisscrossing over the top. The crowd comes into view on either side of the cart. Orcs. Dozens and dozens of them. This simple two-wheeled cart is being drawn through a magnificent central plaza by two orcs who follow a limping figure clad in black. All three of them bark at the crowd in front of them to make way. As the orcs park, we can see that the plaza ends in a massive stone wall, which bars entrance to the rise of a breathtaking eight-level city that rises up a mountainside, granting the illusion that the top level would allow you to reach out and touch the sky. Etched on the city's wall at the end of the square are enormous dwarven characters that could be read from half a mile away. They announce the city's name. Ergir. Oh, what? Oh, wow. The cart comes to a stop in front of an almost regimental line of elite orc soldiers. I imagine, even though it's an elite line of soldiers, their armor is mismatched and their weapons are mismatched, but they still look badass. At their center, a fearsome orc stands apart from the rest. He's covered head to toe in considerable steel armor from the horned skull helm down to the spiked boots stained with blood. At his side rests a warhammer that, with a quick glance, appears to be priceless. This is Grask Uldeth, mighty chieftain of the Empty Hand tribe, and by extension, the ruler of Rogir. Oh, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> He steps forward to face the man clad in black and his eyes pitch downward. The Deathbringer in the flesh. He seems to linger on flesh for a moment in a disturbing way. I had to see this myself. Dahlgraith Deathbringer looks beaten and exhausted, the skin on his neck blackened and bruised. He raises haunted eyes to the giant orc and manages a curt nod. Your grace. Grask Uldeth chuckles. <laughs> you are not in the perfumed hall of some pink-skinned fairy lord. I am no king. He approaches. <laughs> Sorry, I had cheese for breakfast. <laughs> Just a mountain of cheese. This is highly embarrassing. Cheese omelet. He approaches Dalgrith and lowers his voice. Have you completed the contract you made with my chief advisor? 
See for yourself. Dalgrith motions to the rear of the cart and spits an order back at the two orcs hauling it. Cut the lashes! The orcs growl at the dwarf and look to Grask. He returns the look and nods. At that, they begin cutting the ties. Old Death himself walks to the rear of the cart and tears away the heavy cloth in one swift motion. Flies buzz above the cart's contents. The head of a young adult black dragon. <laughs> Aldeth takes this in for a moment. I'd heard the reputation of the Deathbringer had dimmed of late. He begins to walk back around and notices Dalgrith's surprised expression. Do not underestimate me, Deathbringer. I have ears in Ustalav as well, for that is why you find yourself in Belkson, is it not? Dalgrith does not respond. No matter. You have proven yourself to be as ruthless as ever. He walks past Dalgrith and back to his line of orc soldiers, which reminds me, didn't I hear you had a companion for this particular job? Can I assume you killed her to keep the reward for yourself? No, you... No. She fell fighting the dragon. The beast did not die easily. And no, the whole reward is not mine. She's got a family. Children. It's why she took the job. Her share will pass to them. The York chieftain sneers. I wondered if you would make my decision difficult, Deathbringer. I should have known it would be easy. For you see, he raises his voice so many can hear, the empty hand tribe does not pay the weak. A cheer goes up from the crowd. Dalgrith, incredulous, begins a stunned argument, but his words are drowned out by the raging orcs. Silence! Grass yells, and the crowd simmers down. Dalgrith speaks. We had a contract. Grask pulls a scroll from his pocket and makes a big show of tearing it into pieces. You have my permission to leave this city, dwarf. Best of luck in your future endeavors. The crowd cheers once again as Grask turns to head into the city. Before he gets more than a few feet, though, Dalgrith's voice cuts through the crowd. I should have known you were no different than any common orc. This stops Grask in his tracks. He turns. His face darkens. Dalgrith continues, raising his voice even louder. I'd heard Ergir was a different sort of city, where a marketplace could thrive, and orcs could make more money than they ever could raid in poor rural villages. What happens to that marketplace when it's discovered that the empty hand's word is worth naught but a bucket of piss? What'll happen to your legacy when these pink skins leave your city and take their business elsewhere? Grask thinks for a moment, then grins and laughs. Ha 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 ha, Deathbringer, they told me about you. You drive a hard bargain. I'll tell you what, you can have your payment, but in exchange, I'm taking back what's mine. 
He walks towards Dalgrith quickly and barks an order to the two orcs that were manning the cart. Grab his arms! The orcs respond, grabbing Dalgrith violently as he struggles and the orc chieftain closes in, pulls open Dalgrith's coat, and rummages through his pockets until he finds what he's looking for. A small token with a sigil of the empty hand visible on the front. He smiles and steps back. Dalgrith's expression turns to abject fear. This token allows him safe passage through Belkson. Without it, the first passing orc outriders would kill him on the spot. He would be dead within a day. His voice sounds so small. You can't. I can. Pay the Deathbringer, he calls to his men. Two elite soldiers begin to move forward with the chess. Dalgrith begins stammering. K- keep my share, then. Just just give me the share for my companion. Her children, my lord. I am no lord. His voice booms across the marble plaza. The silence is deafening as the soldiers drop the chest of coins in front of Dalgrith. Grask resumes shouting loud enough to be heard by all. I've made a deal with this dwarf, and he has rid us of an evil that we have long endured. I have paid him fairly for his services, and thus, mocking the fancy language of the pinkskins, our business is concluded. (laughs) We no longer have an agreement. He looks Dalgrith straight in the eyes. Standing before you is a common dwarf. Alone in the plaza of sky, in the orc city of Argir. He pauses for a moment so all present can allow the reality to sink in. Split the spoils amongst yourselves, but bring me his weapons. He turns his back on Dalgrith and makes for the gates of the city. I want them for my wall. The blood-curdling war cry that erupts through the plaza is deafening as a mass of orcs charge Dalgraith Deathbringer. Blackout. <laughs> that was awesome, Joe. <laughs> was that? Wow. Oh, man. That's really good, Joe. Wow. Thanks, buddy. Wow. <laughs> Man, these fucking orcs. You're really blindsided. <laughs> hey, with that flashback. <laughs> Man. Was it you... the flash? It was the flash. It's always the flash that gets you. Flash of black. <laughs> yeah. blind... you recover for the flash, it's like, oh, I'm back. Then, then that's okay. You're blindsided for four rounds. Yeah. Uh, there is one door left that last time you left housed half a dozen, uh, no, excuse me, a, almost a dozen orcs. Is that crack in the ceiling leading to past this door? This big, do oh, yeah. I say steel door? I think. And there are two passages out. One you know leads back. One you, you don't know. I think you said iron, but I don't remember. I That's our priority. But we Metro will run down and open the door. Yeah. So Dogwraith oh. is watching eagerly. You open the door, and it's empty. Empty. No trace of blood. Certainly nothing like the previous room. Um, Just empty. Baron. Dogrith. Jimmer, come quickly. What Jimmer. about me? Do you, do you have survival skills? 
Uh, yeah, we can do it. We'll all hustle up there. We should also do a uh, heel check on the other room to see if, like, all of the orcs were rounded up in there. It doesn't make sense, but it's worth checking. Are there bodies in there, or is it just bloody smears? Uh, mostly bloody smears, but you can see, like... Uh, Some parts? Yeah. Oof. Chunks. Um, mashed down, like... It was a... Uh, whoever did whatever was done in there made a show that... Yeah. I don't like the look of this, Metra. I think we might have lost them. Uh, they might have escaped, but they might also be back in the clutches of the fire giants. They wouldn't have killed them all. They need them as slave labor. Let's, let's not speculate until we have evidence. Let me see if I can find anything with my investigative skills. Oh, not bad. 25 for a survival check for footprints or anything missing or amiss. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is the, uh, the empty room or the blood room? The empty room. The empty room. And then I'm going to do a heel check, and whoever else can do it on the other room. Okay. You can see uh, the footprints of the orcs. It looks like they were uh, all brought together really, really close, and then dragged out. I think we found out what happened. They took the rest for slaves and killed the others, for example. Dragged into the other room or dragged out into the bigger room? They're dragged into the bigger room, um, since that's, the, that's really the only way out. And then from there, uh, as you get deeper into the cavern, their footsteps get mingled with everything else. They're, so they must, have, they must have fallen in line at a certain point. Damn it. Well, we can't pursue anything else, and I reckon none of us are ready for another fight. we got to find a way to rest here. We gotta blow that ceiling. That's what we gotta do. Break it down, collapse the wall. But you told me you saw something on the other side. Darting around in the dark, ready to sink its teeth into us. You reckon we can sleep on the other side of that when Metra seems exhausted of her spells capable of teleporting us out of here to safe rest? I think it's our best option. I'm happy to take first watch. Metra should sleep the whole night. I'll stay up as long as I can. We'll keep an eye out, but I can't see her staying on this side of that wall. Skid pointed out to, to earlier that we have the spike still, too. Yeah, we still have the oh, that's great. spike. That, I, I can't remember what it's called, but the spike. The spike tent thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, the spike tent thing, whatever it is. That creates the camouflage. Right. Um well, that was my idea because we were talking. We went out for a beer, like before we started recording. Yeah, and I was saying that what we should do, and I'm loath to do this, <laughs> just because of the riffing that might uh, that might take place. But we could take it and put it like in the middle of the the, the shit room, and it would. I think it would look like a big pile of shit, and we could we could sleep there. The smell would be terrible, but we probably wouldn't be bothered. I believe that beer made you 40 minutes late to recording, and next time that happens, don't invite Troy, but let me know, and I'll be there. <laughs> let him stay here by himself. We sat in silence. Yes. Well, we really were. We were hoping that Troy would show up and just no one would be here. <laughs> Guys? I thought we had a date. Guys? My, my right. counter-argument to Skid is that that shit pile is probably the one of the most frequented spots in the yes, entire volcano. Yes, that's true, but, it would all, but no one will like want to investigate. I, they I, might notice the Odiogs are gone, though. Well, I feel, the Odiogs are gone, but yeah. I feel Do you have like an Odiog disguise kit. <laughs> I feel like collapsing the wall is an immediate priority. Are you we guys should not feeling do that. that way. Yeah, and no, we if, should. We should. Yeah. If we collapse it, are we then have to 
go beyond it. I can't remember how this works. Yeah, we have. You could always you could always teleport back in somewhere if needed, but but I don't think we have to we have to rest on the other side of the collapse. That's that's what what I'm saying. Yeah, I think we have to rest on the other side of the collapse. Still use the spike, you know, up right up against the collapse. Yeah, yeah, it it will just look like more rubble. Yeah, and. If a patrol came down from the upper floor to investigate the collapse, that's that's my concern. But I did go up kind of a ways, and I didn't see any particular. I remember like three hundred feet or something. Yeah, it was I remember it being like it far long. enough that like sure they might feel like a rumble or something, but I don't know that they would know immediately that there was a collapse and that they had to run down there. It might be better to like do a quick perception for like a. a a little sconce, a little, a little bit of a, a, a an impression in a in a wall leading up there. Because I think if we're right against that rubble, they'd still want to investigate it. And I feel like the giants would try to throw stuff away. So it's sure. a good I mean, idea. I, yeah, but of like course. Something but like, we I'm, need to find someplace perfect to hide. I could. Well, we might not be able to find someplace perfect. I'm just saying that like. If no other place is available, then that can be a last resort. I could also carve out some of the wall, and we could go into the little nook and put the spike and see if it, you know, makes it look like rubble. How do you carve out the wall? A little spell called disintegrate. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's okay. perfect. There we go. <laughs> yeah, we could we could do Make it. Us a camp. Yeah, in a little like kind of little little cave in the wall, and, like put the spike in and just like kind of cover up the entrance. Right. And, then, and if they ran past us to investigate, just, so, yeah, so we could we could take a drawing of it and make sure. Can we tell the spike what to look like, or just does it look like? Do we remember? I don't think so. I think it just. Uh, I think it mimics the environment. Mimics the environment. Yeah, mimics the environment. Okay, great. So they'll just run past a place they always know is a wall. They can't get through. That's really good. Yeah. Thune says, I have seen tunnels that lead to nowhere. Those would could be... Those would could... Those would could be... Those would could... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Those would be good places to rest. (laughs) But that would mean we are backtracking, and that does not seem wise. I believe you are correct. Dealing with the ceiling is a priority. We ought to get on the other side of this thing. Also, I'm bleeding profusely. I'm not, I don't know. I'm injured as well. Yeah. I'm hurt myself. Let's let's get to rest and cut these giants off from each other. We tend to ignore can... these things until the last possible minute, and uh, I just want to say, I want to come out against that policy. <laughs> but that's because we're so extremely brave, Jemma. Yeah, that's right. We're that's strong, right. and we don't care about knife wounds or right. the like. We don't fear death. Nope. <laughs> not us. Just bring it. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I think, think Skid was suggesting that we heal immediately. Yeah. Just okay. for, for character reasons. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> all right. So do your healing off air. Um, I'm sure you'll bring yourselves up to max and use all your wands and spells. Uh, Thune, by the way, untouched. That's amazing. <laughs> Ran in solo. So bold. Those six hellhounds. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Hey, soon. To do. I gotta say, no, I kind of obliquely threatened you before. I, I want to apologize for that. You really, you quitted yourself well in that fight. Oh, well, thank you, Mr. Hardy. I'm glad you approve of my tactics. As I can see, you are quite the warrior yourself. Any praise you give me, I take to heart. All right. You, you, you're, you're one of the good ones. And he's still, he's still keeping his good eye on him. Like he's, not, he's not. He's not. He doesn't trust him really anymore. He's still going to keep it an eye out for him, but he definitely wanted to praise him in the moment. Let's uh, get to the the crack in the ceiling. 
Let's get to it. Crickety, 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 crack. Yeah, we've been waiting for this for a while. Uh, Weeks. You said it was supported by beams, right? Uh, yes, by uh, by beams. There's stuff in the ceiling. You, you know, uh, what's your name? Baron rolled a pretty good stone cunning on it. Uh, you can tell that uh, you can either just do physical damage on it. Uh, you can try and uh, use some sort of spells. I also have engineering if that helps. Or I already did well enough on the other Yeah, track. you did well enough to know, like, you can try and warp the wood. Uh, what about know, just a fireball? Fireball might be enough. Um <laughs> Why don't but, we? You know the. You can tell that there are it, these are big, big ass heavy beams. It might take multiple fireballs, and that's loud. Why don't we dig out the area that Metra suggested with the disintegrate spell first? And I have then, two disintegrates left. Yeah, so let's let's find a place down the hallway we can run to quickly after this thing breaks, and then plant the plant the uh, the spike spike there first. And then we can run there and, and jump in and hide and go to sleep. I will say this. You also think that you might be able to, uh, with really fine hands, disable it so that it will collapse on its own. Ah, interesting. Yes, and that is something that perhaps Thune could help Yes. With. What's his disable device bonus? Um... He doesn't have any. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said perhaps. (laughs) Well, how about we make we do a grant says we make the disintegrate uh, hole and plant the spike, and then I can disintegrate slash scorching ray some of those beams. Oh, that could work. So, like twenty feet away, so with one or twenty five feet away, within everyone's single move range increment, right? Does that make sense? So we can sure. As soon I can, as we start we can, everything, and, get and, in there. And do we get the sense that like we just have to get one or two beams, and the whole thing is going to uh, just topple? Uh, uh, just think, domino, or do we have to do, like, over a range of 50 feet, do we have to do separate beams? No, it looks like uh, if you could knock down at least two of the support beams, it'll come down. But like I said, these are, like, tree trunk big. Yeah. All right. If we we can let's all just get in the hole, and I can just step outside of it because I can. Well, I can, I can also try disabling it first before oh. we go to that because it'll be quieter, and, and we'll see if it works. It won't collapse on you. Not if I'm like, you know, I can crawl up on the ceiling, try to disable it. When it starts to go, I'll jump away. What is the, radi- radi- the radius of uh, the area that will collapse based off of that stone cutting? Like, do we know how far away from it we have to be to avoid the, the fallen? Um, you're going to want to be uh, way on the other side of the second door of the airlock. Which is how far away from those beams? Oh, 40, 50 feet away. Right, I guess we make our door 50 feet away. But it's going to collapse the whole area, right? In between the two mm-hmm. Including doors. the passageway leading to the barracks. Yeah. So, right. so we just go by that second door, find one of those beams, and start there. Yeah. So we have our, our, our nail hammered down a safe distance away. Yeah, disintegrate a kind of cave for us. Uh-huh. Let's see how much space we get. And it definitely that. works that way. Like, it'll hollow out a sleepable hole for four adventures. Five. Five adventures. Five. Doing <laughs> your sleeping outside. Oh. Uh, the raid simply disintegrates as much as a 10-foot cube of non-living matter. So that's not a lot, actually. Oh. So, but, you know, 
if it looks like a rock or like a boulder sticking out of a wall that's fine sure I mean yeah. better than a boulder sta- standing in the middle of the floor yeah yeah agreed agreed the closer we are to the collapse the better mm-hmm. we could just look like debris right and that's what I thought but they might start digging into it but yeah. I thought debris well, why don't we colla- why don't we collapse and see what happens? Yes, that's what mm. I think. Yeah. Just do it. Just be ready with the spike. All right, Dalbert, you want to try doing a disabled device first? Yeah. All right. Oh, boy. Now, my question is, so I want to take 20. So basically, I want to know, like, is there a cost to failure? Or is it like you just kind of keep attempting, and then eventually you figure out you either can do it or you can't do it? Or is it like if you fail, you could get caught under the rubble? Like, is there- You certainly could, if you real- but you'd have to do, like, an extreme failure. So it does need to be rolled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you just let me scorching ray? <laughs> because I don't think your scorching ray is going to do the the job, and it's going to be loud. Is it really loud? It's well, that's be, what he said. I'm just no, saying with the fireball. The right. collapse is going to be louder. The than, collapse than is going to be really loud. Ray. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like a fireball. If we have to, if I have to go to fireball, I think the problem is how many scorching rays we have to do. Exactly. Before like, it goes you down. know what? I mean, I get three in one casting. You know who I believe in? I believe in Joe, and I believe in our old buddy Tiago. <laughs> oh, oh Tiago! Tiago, you've been if, called on the carpet. And if Tiago lets us down now, he'll be blocked on every social media account. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never speak to him again. Razzmatazz, block him. <laughs> no, uh, all right, I'm going to let me give it a shot. Hold on, Metra, before you start using the rest of your spells. Let me just—I think I see a loose rock there by that one beam. Let me climb up and see if I can't just give it a nudge. Fuck me. Tiago! 27. Oh! 27. Yeah. So you get up there, you start screwing around with it, and you see it. You're like, I got it. And so you realize, like, once you do this, you're not going to have a lot of time to run out there. But you trigger the collapse. Like pulling a pin on a grenade. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It takes 2d4 rounds to collapse, which will be six rounds, which gives you enough time to get back safely. It starts rumbling over. He's like, it's going. He comes back. He's like, go, 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 go. (laughs) You dive uh, into the cave. It's all of a sudden just, go, 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 go. It collapses the entire tunnel way, blocks the barracks. You think it would take them uh, maybe days to get out of there. Wow. That is huge. With a full effort. And uh, it also cuts off any access between the farming level and the grinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. the grinder? It's a, it's a dating app that's used primarily. <laughs> <laughs> but if we cut off their access completely, who knows how long they'll hold out. <laughs> Can I just say how much... How much I've loved Skid's deep, deep knowledge of all dating apps. Discrewing it Nate's against no one. He's open for all opportunities. Yes, I had a brief period of my life where I studied them closely. That's, that's, that's very positive. Yeah. I like that. You know, that ledger that you found uh, where the whoever was lieutenant on duty made notes of who passes between the farm levels and the grinder, the current number of giants occupying the barracks, what tribe they belong to, um, and that's where you first heard about the grinder, and so it makes sense to you that the grinder is this next level. Yeah. Dogwith, you got a quick peek into that next room there when you just saw some dark shadows that got the fuck out. Yeah. But now you have triggered the collapse. You've cut yourselves off from the first level as well. 
But you uh, you feel pretty safe here to put down a spike. <laughs> oh yeah! What a I mean, what a day! What a day! What a, what a day! day this yeah. we a started, solid first day. I mean, we started this day this is like twelve episodes of the mountain. Yeah. yeah, this is so many episodes since we've rested. And you, I'll let you know that could have easily been over twenty episodes. Wow! Yeah. To get to this, point. just based yeah. off where we turned, or oh yeah, yeah, Zig. We made zags. every right turn, uh, uh, kind well, of literally. I'm not saying that, but I will. Well, say I mean, that, just like to get here um, is as short a time as possible. I mean, I think we probably could have gotten more intel, maybe if we'd gone elsewhere. We yeah, definitely I mean, could have disabled more things. We would have gotten I, more experience, but we got a pretty good amount of experience. I feel like I think yeah. we should teleport back. One very cool way. thing <laughs> about this book is there is absolutely no way. Any adventuring party uh, could play this uh, book five the same way. Uh-huh. Absolutely yeah. no way. That's Which cool. is kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. I haven't seen that in other books. I mean, uh, they all end up being relatively linear. Obviously, book four, there's a number of different ways you could go about sabotaging the camp. Um, but this one, it is totally different. But the whole sabotage thing is a very clear metric. Everybody is going after that. Me- you know, which way you do it right. uh, can differ, but you're going after the same exact goal. Um, so you guys want to rest? Yes, please. Yes. You set up yes. the spike. You begin to rest. I would say twenty. You know, you do it immediately, and within minutes, fire giant patrols come oh, from oh, the next shit. level. Can we see through the spike? Or yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we see these oh, you things the go past on the top yes, of yes, Minderhall's yes. Cathedral. Yeah. The yeah. What was it? Not the wolves, stone giant uh, was bears. The bears came. The bears. I, I just imagine. Oh, we fought the, the dragon we, uh, up on top on the roof. Yeah, and Della yeah. went face to face with you, the dragon. You said it was a fire giant patrol. Mm-hmm. I just remember us uh, picture us trying to sleep and just seeing like the lights emanating from their their hair, just illuminating yeah. inside yeah. of this and feeling like this uncanny feeling like we should be seen and just yeah. rushing by. It's yeah. terrifying. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how I feel when I'm actually camping in a tent. <laughs> like, anytime I hear something outside, I'm like, I wonder if the bear will decide to kill me tonight. Like, it's just, you hear like, it's just like, what the fuck was that? Like, if I clean the cheese off that picnic table. <laughs> I melted so much cheese on oh, that no, picnic table. So much fondue. So I, think I, I think I scraped all the fondue off. But I'm not, <laughs> sure. Well, this is why, again, and I will keep telling you this, this is why you should never camp at the zoo. Because <laughs> yeah, you'll keep smart. running into that problem. Yes. That's, a good, that's, that's good advice, kid. But yeah. my kids love it. And that counts for everyone out there listening, too. That's not just for Joe. Not just people who love cheese. That's everyone. Not just people who love cheese. I just try not to camp, period. I do. I, yeah, I call oh. that, too. My ancestors worked very hard to develop indoor plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> generations and of I humans. honor them. Generations of Italian American plumbers. <laughs> we yeah. know them well. They, they fought giant gorillas. They, they've, they've climbed up construction sites just so that we could all have indoor, <laughs> indoor plumbing. plumbing. Well, wasn't the, isn't it the, my, my British ancestry that there were they like Sir John Crapper and all of them that would have developed indoor plumbing? And, oh, well, but we're talking about Mario Matthew. Could you just let the joke lie where it is for <laughs> once? You fucking asshole! I was trying to wow. I was trying to glaze over your racism. <laughs> I'm sorry. My racism? It was Skid it was who told racism. that entire story. I want story. for the record it was my racism. But yes. Graham was throwing but spaghetti at you while he said that. <laughs> <laughs> but please. Yeah, he loves it. Look at yeah, him. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> he can't get enough. <laughs> that is not accurate at all. Oh, my yeah. dick hurts. 
Troy, get it right. It was ling- uh, it was linguine. It was lasagna. It was a linguine. So I see if it was done. See if it's stuck. <laughs> it sticks to his face. It's done. Matthew, you know, it's done. It sticks to an Italian. It's done. Matthew is about as much fun as a dry kitchen wall. So I would throw pasta at him all day long. Imagine if that was the test. If you throw it, it sticks in Italian. It's it's ready to eat. That's an old wife cell. <laughs> Does it work with meatballs? <laughs> Why would you? With a meatball, Troy, you're crazy. I'm out of control. Oh. Uh, Fire Giant Patrol comes up, and they're like, dun, 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 what's going dun, dun, on? Dun, dun, you can tell. Dun, they're ready. Dun. Weapons are out. They're looking, and they're muttering to themselves about how uh, they know about you guys. They don't mention you by name, but they say something about a team. You hear, you hear talk about a team. They must have triggered this, meaning you guys. Um, we must alert the others, and they go back up. I think we need to make uh, item number one on the to-do list, go to the water cooler, and talk up our, ourselves individually by name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Use the mask. Do enlarge person and just go up there like, well, I wouldn't mess with them. I'll just give up. You I think we should all give up. What do you hey, think? Have you heard about this fume cake guy? Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you, Skid, for getting my right. I, I, think, I think at the very uh, least, we should at least talk about the true leader of the group, Thune, so that they single him out in combat. Oh, First oh. Of Thune. Oh. Yes, it's all that. He rose up. Double game. He rose up to fight us all. Uh, but as time uh, passes, and you're waiting there, and you're ready to go, no other fire giants come. So... You feel as if you've uh, completed your ruse. Nice. And you can rest, taking watches, obviously. Um, are you guys chatting about anything? What are you talking about here as you prepare to enter the next level, enter the grinder, whatever the hell that is? You, now, I, I want to ask you guys this. You, you probably feel pretty confident after handling that first level. But the more you think about it, you also know that this was primarily a farm level. A level meant to feed. Right. Um, a so level meant the to... Agriculture. Yeah, the You know, kind of uh, let the giants practice with small folk. Do we know, does Thun know if there's any access to the outside in the upper levels? Or, or is it all, are all the exits like... This is where knowledge yeah, it's Basic off. knowledge of the layout ends with this door. Okay. Yeah. Well, I even th- he hadn't even been in this that room that you just left. Mm. I think after experiencing Skiergard, uh, and even though most of the people in this party weren't there, uh, Dalgrith was at least you know aware of what was going on there at the end. Um, we understand how much things ratchet up, and how these encampments or whatever these are, if they're associated, like get harder and harder as you go along. Mm-hmm. So I think we understand, and we were never ready for anything going on. I think. Dalgrith and Baron give each other the most hardcore strike team delta look. Yeah. It's really it's, it's super intense. It's very intense. And then we look at Metra and uh Jimmer and uh Thune and it's basically a no talking until we're done resting look. None. We're not oh. going to let you trick us, Lavalley. Okay. Well, mm. give this hard ass. Unless Joe really wants to talk, but <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Kind of wanted to talk, Baron. I mean, passes the time. Grant's probably right. It is probably a very dangerous area to start talking, yeah. to having, having conversation, really chit chat. But what if we whisper? Really? 
I'm just I'm bored, Barry. Bored. Eight, eight hours. Can we play cards? <laughs> Mitch is asleep. No this one's is come by. This is the most Joe Dargreth ever. Come on, can we do something? <laughs> I brought a card game. This happens <laughs> when we. He pulls out a love letter. <laughs> Just a quick round. As soon as we. All right, you be the handmaid. <laughs> well, I'll be really tired from a long flight to go to another like city to tour, and then Joe will just be like in the middle of everyone just relaxing and being quiet and luxuriating. It's like, let's play a complicated board game. It's it's the only way to pass the time. <laughs> Hello, complicated ball games. <laughs> so the, the look that uh, Sheriff Barron gives everyone is radio silence. Let's hold off. Let's see. Those giants could come back any minute. So eight hours passes. Actually, even longer because with your watches, that's going to extend your time to probably closer to 11 or 12 hours. You all to get your full rest. Yeah. No other patrols come down. That's strange. They give up rather easily. Does the patrol that walk past us return when they feel like they can't open it? Or is there still a group of giants right by where we caused the cave-in? You, if you, like, you've been there long enough in silence and really concentrate, you can hear giants talking on the other side of the rubble in the direction of the barracks. But it's, like, so deep, you can't tell if they're a mile away or a hundred feet away. Right, but I'm just saying the giants that you said were running past us towards the rubble. You don't hear left. them talking up okay, the hallway. Okay, okay. got it. Um, Twelve hours passes. You are fully, or not fully healed, but healed. Uh, I'm fully healed. Your, I'm fully healed. Oh, you're all fully I'm healed. Fully healed. You, oh, yeah, because you healed, healed a little bit off air. Um, but you get all your powers and spells back, which yeah. is really good. Dig. Especially for Metra. I haven't had these for a while. Um, I've forgotten all the things I can do. Now what do you want to do? Do you want to chat? Let's send Dogwraith up first to see what that thing was he saw up. And uh, let me take another look. There was something up there. Some I was kidding. <laughs> you really want to go? Well, <laughs> of course I want to go. We have some invisibility Sport. spells now, right? I'm bored up my skull. <laughs> for 12 hours, I've been sitting here. No one lets me play a single game. No one will play crazy hates with me. Sitting here reading the rules. Reading the rules of Gloomhaven on that. I got the PDF before we left. Dreaming of the day we could play. That actually has happened, right? Right, Joe, you oh yeah, spin out the space. I was so excited about Gloomhaven. I downloaded the PDF, read the whole thing, played uh, it once. It was like this. This is a lot of work, and we never played it again. No. We <laughs> want not, to. We just haven't had the it's time. It's on PC now. Uh, oh, a it PC is PC version. Oh well, yeah. shit. Yeah. All right, we'll burn the board game. Yeah. <laughs> burn it ritualistically. Here's this um, firewood. No, uh, Dog Race is just gonna. You know, you guys all heard it uh, before, so he's just gonna reiterate the that there's something up there, some creature. I don't know if the fire giants are aware of it or not, if it's one of their pets or denizens, or if it's a natural denizen of this cave system, but it was like I could see it, but I couldn't see it at the same time. And you said that was the only way forward. You saw no other passageway to the left or right that could make us avoid this creature. That's right, Baron. I'm 100% certain there's no chance I made a mistake. Mm. Uh... Could I? I don't. I don't think I ever rolled a check on the creature. Um, I don't know how much I saw or didn't see. If there was an ability that made it uh, something I couldn't see, 
you know, Dalgrith has seen a lot of magical creatures. I wonder if there's any chance that it was a magical creature, if he could roll a check for that sort of ability, or um, or just ignore the whole... Yeah, know, it, it, He didn't see enough. It really, really happened quickly. Okay. Um, it was like, as you were standing there looking, you realized, like, you needed to get out of there, that maybe it saw you. Okay. Do you want me to try to spellcraft that ring, by the way? Oh, oh yes. yeah. Yeah, like, you wake up, and Dalgrith, like, a little boy... It's just staring at you. I'll roll it up. I'll roll it. Like, Morning. How you feel? No, you like, like, I think you have a better spellcraft right. than me. I'm a plus. You want some coffee? I'm a plus five. Here's my ring. Six. Yeah, the eight five. Yeah. Oh wait, no. We should just do independently. Yeah, the, the eight will be better, I think. No, can we'll I just do my... independently. And you have two of these rings now, too. Okay. We have two of them. Yeah. You go first. I can. We can spellcraft one, then the other if we fail. All right, that'll do it. Twenty-two. Nice. Twenty-two. Oh, that'll do. Yeah, All right. twenty-two'll do. Nicely done, Matthew. Um, that was on my brand new. Antique copper D20 that my mother-in-law bought. Was that the day your mother got for you? <laughs> mother-in-law? Mother-in-law. So, thank you well, to my mother-in-law. Well, it's a rule your mother got you. <laughs> that really got Troy. It certainly Troy looks like she really likes that one. Oh, that's cute. That was... <laughs> this is so out of nowhere. <laughs> the <diamond>. It's so demeaning. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you bet your mother-in-law <laughs> It is a ring <laughs> of cold resistance minor. Oh, how oh. useful. Okay. How useful here in this minor fire giant volcano. ring of energy resistance granting 10 points of cold resistance to the wearer. Um, you know it to be very expensive uh, for one yeah. thing. For another thing, it just tells you that's how well prepared these fire giant lieutenants are. They know that any uh, worthy adversary is just going to try and blast them with cold. But they've got protection against it. Oh, right. That makes sense. Make sure you check all the enemies for rings. Yep. <laughs> Always do. Yeah. Always first on my list. Yes. Is he married? Is he married? That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> well, no. She's a widow. He must, he must not be that bad. He's I don't married. see no rings on those fingers. Dowgrith. Who am I? <laughs> so cute. It was so aggressive, no too. You leaned over your mic. You, you leaned, leaned, at him. leaned over his computer. You put a finger in his face. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> Granty. Granty panties. Dalgrathun, who among you is uh, yes. more fleet of foot? And sneakier. I really don't know who's better at going ahead and looking if at these I things. To, I'm literally if a I shadow. Had to put money on it, I'd say. Oh, shadow! It's me. I'm literally a shadow. I have more dark vision than any of you. Well, if you'd like to go first, feel free, but be aware. There's something up there. Give me the, give me the willies. It's, it could see me, and I couldn't see it. I could feel it pouring into me. Metro, you can move like no one else in darkness I've ever seen. If you're willing to go ahead, I'd love to have you do reconnaissance for us. All right. What's the dark? What's the uh, light situation out in the hallway? Dim? Dark. Oh, it's dark. Dark, dark. Dark. I'll need to check the in dim light or darkness option. I said dark. Uh, <laughs> and okay, yeah. So I'll I'll try to stealth up. Stealth up to uh, you know in the in the direction that Dogrith went when he did his first uh, yeah. peek, Aruni. Are we gonna are we, like? Do we want to like? 
me go ahead a little bit, call you up, me go ahead a little more, call you up, or you want me to go up all the way and check that? I, if you can really hide from them, I'd love to know what these creatures are we're fighting against. I, I, I think we should, from them. we'll stay behind you. All right. We'll stay like 50, you know, 40 feet behind you. 50. 50. Let's take 50. But that's more than two move actions away. All right. 20 on the first stealth check. Okay. Wait, I thought you could right, slip in the shadows there. That was with the shadow slip. That was with the shadow slip. Wow. Garbage roll. Um, next one. Slightly less garbage, but 25. 25. Okay. Uh, as you get deeper into the tunnel, uh, you realize, and it's something you probably would have realized overnight, but I just didn't tell you, that the stench is gone. That, that those doors provided some sort of airlock, but the collapse has killed off the stench yeah. as well. Beautiful. So yeah. you no longer have to roll fortitude saves. Um, okay, and uh, I'm going to say that that is enough for you to get up to near where Dalgrith could peer into the next room. And okay. you can see pretty far in darkness, right? 120. 120 feet. Okay. See the room... Oh. Oh, wow. The Dalgoth saw. I don't know if I described it enough, so I'll describe it again, but rectangular room separated into north and south by a row of angled spikes in the floor. Oh, right. This was the choke point. Yes. The north wall holds a portcullis that is currently down, and to the west and the east are closed wooden doors there are also two fire giants in the room standing outside of the portcullis it's funny the descriptions in these the adventure paths like they always they always bury the lead (laughs) they describe everything in the room except like oh and by the way there's two dragons (laughs) right they never mentioned that also to round it off, <laughs> sitting atop each Certain of the spikes death. is Close. a young adult red dragon. <laughs> it really ties the room together, the young adult red dragon. Those spikes are three feet long, spaced less than a foot apart. Um, so, you know, uh, trying to get through those are gonna be, is going to be tricky. Um, and they look like they're edged on one side like crude swords. That is what you see. Uh, do I see anything like the four-legged creature that Joe described? Joe saw. You do not. All you see in the room, in terms of enemies, is two fire giants. It's a fluke. It's nothing. Um, a fluke is the most common fish in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a land fluke. So I will. <laughs> the ever rare land fluke. A luke. <laughs> a fluke. Um, I'll wave the others forward. And I'll whisper what I saw to them. Okay. I'm going to put you guys on the map while you role play. I think she's waving us forward, man. I can't tell. It's so dark. I can't I can't see. You, Is she saying go back? You all have dark vision. I do, but it's only 60 feet. I don't see. Fire. Jimmer, Jimmer, why don't you stay in the back? You're the least stealthy of us, even if you're the strongest. That's true. I mean, God damn it, Jimmer. I'm sorry. Keep it down, boy. That's true, I meant to say. You're so you're strong as an ox, but anyway, I'm not going to finish that because I don't want you to hit me with that big dumb sword of yours. Sorry. All right. You Apologies. You're the most powerful weapon of Yes, 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 yes. On. God damn it, Dalgrith. All right, you, me, and Thune are stealthy, so let's move forward quietly. So should we all roll stealth as we get up there? 
Uh, yeah. To, to get up towards Metro Shore. Yeah, and I think Jimmer's behind us a little bit. So, how tall are those spikes? Three feet. So, like the giants could easily hop over. Them. Uh, you think that the giants could uh, carefully step over them, but any of you be kind of tricky. Yeah. Twenty-eight for Baron on stealth. Twenty-eight Getting... for stealth. Okay, uh, Jimmer. I'm I'm behind all them. <laughs> Again, so, he is. Uh, okay. My nine barely matters. Your nine barely matters. What about uh, Dalgrith? 27. 27. And uh, Thune got a 26. Good for Thune. So Jimmer's in the back. <laughs> Why uh, are you so dismissive of Thune all the time, Matt? I wasn't. I was just was doing Christian Bale. Freaking oh, okay. out. oh, good for Thune. Oh, I got it. I got it. Uh, oh, good so we'll say Jimmer's in the back there, knowing that he's this, the least stealthy of the crew, but the rest of you are so stealthy. You don't see the fire giants move at all. They're just kind of standing there, looking around. What do you think? Alert. Metro, we got to jump fast. Like royal guards. Do, do your thing. What, which thing? Keep them where they are. Don't let them get out of the room. Baron, if you can, don't let them call out. Don't let anyone hear them. I can cast silence in betwixt both of them if you cast your hungry pit, Della. Shall we? I'm not Della. I'm Dude, Jesus Christ. Jesus. It's been so many episodes ago. <laughs> I was really insensitive. Metra. Well, if you hadn't named You both. just told me my daughter's face and ripped <laughs> off her body. And, and surgically attached to our greatest you enemy. You know, Della and Metra sound you more like... You drinking. God damn it. <laughs> um, Do sound. you need to be relieved of command, Sheriff? <laughs> Too many mimosas this morning, I think. This is a grief. This is a, this is a grief day. Could you imagine just in that little like uh, area we carved out that just Sheriff, Sheriff Baron is just pouring mimosas? Anyway, <laughs> where'd you get that fresh long, orange juice from? We had a long day. We deserve a brunch. Yes. Uh, okay, so can we do a, like maybe? Can we roll? What do you want to do for the surprise round? I always forget how this works. I want to well, roll for initiative. Right? You roll for initiative to start if you're oh ready to God. go, and then we'll uh, we'll see what we see. Yeah, let's I do mean, it. I mean, I I don't want this to get old, but. Do we want to just dimension door ourselves over to the other side? Yep. That's yep. pretty good. We got yeah. jump, jumping fast. We yep. can't get caught behind these barricades, and I can't do much. So then I won't do the silence away. as a thing. But yeah, I like the dimension door, all of us there. What do you mean you won't do the silence as a thing? Because well, then if we everyone, dimension door into it, yeah. into the silence, then the spellcaster will be yeah. at a disadvantage. Is the room, is the room itself lit? No, it's, it's lit uh, as fuck. So how are they seeing? You don't know. Maybe they can't see. Oh, I think they can. I think they have some sort of goggles or something. All right. Uh, so I shall uh, vanish Dalgrith before we go. Wow. Okay. And what is your plan to try and Dimension Door in, like, right up into their business? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess we will end up over on the right side. Where the door is. So, like, on the other side of the spikes, yeah. but to the right side in front of the door, uh, to the uh, stage right of the giants, their left. Their left, yes. Okay. I mean, we, I, it's just the area between them and the portcullis seems a little too narrow, plus it would take them time to raise it anyway, so I figure we can put, we can put Jimmer in uh, optimal position and Dalgrith will be invisible to get around. Yeah, plus the area in front of the spikes might be trapped for some reason. Best to skip it all and get behind them as fast as possible. Agreed. Okay. Uh, so it'll be first round, vanished Algary. Same thing round. as last time. Yep. That'll be your your uh, surprise. We'll call that the metro. Assuming that they... 
don't know what's going on. The Metro Special. The Metro Special. It's, uh, it's the Metro system. It's way more popular in Europe. <laughs> the rest of the world, not so much in America, but uh, it's, it's uh, way more efficient in the long run. Going to stay in the same uh, sort of uh, setup that you have here? Uh, I think the idea is to I'll to put Jimmer yeah, closest to me. The idea is to put is Metra in Melee. Uh, <laughs> right yeah, I think it's Metra yeah, in the back and Dalgrith, Jimmer, and Thune or Dalgrith and Jimmer up front and then Thune and Baron. Yeah, so Dalgrith there and then Metra there. So okay, we're just touching all of us. And Dalgrith is invisible. And Dralgrith is invisible. That's the kicker. Invisible. Okay. And you're ten feet away from the giants. Yep. Or the, the first giant there. Yep. Giant on the right. Giant on the right. On the eastern side of the room. <laughs> oh, man. I feel unsettled for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, there's something it's almost something. so something easy. This is too easy. Something feels very wrong. Don't, something. don't forget about that creature. Oh, it does seem a little wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe it's an illusion. Well, they can see. Oh, it could be an illusion. Did you roll a perception check before you did this? I didn't. No, no, you didn't. No, wow. Well, I, I actually thought of it and checked my ruler, and I could not see past those barricades. No, he described the whole room, so I assumed no, he was no, giving no, 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 that's so not how it works, <laughs> Matthew. Uh... All right, roll for initiative. Oh, dear. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I rolled earlier when we said surprise oh, round. Oh, 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 and I rolled oh, terribly. Oh, uh, what'd you get there, Dalgrith? 17. 17. Okay. Um, Metra. 19. 19 for Metra. Uh, 18 for Thune. Uh, Baron? 30. 30. Ooh. Oh, there you go, dude. There you go, gunslinger. Now we're talking about it. Jimmer. 13. 13 for Jimmer. All right. It's a surprise round. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't uh, either. <laughs> you get one standard or one move, except for Metra. Baron, what would you like to do? Baron will indeed cast uh, silence in between the both Ooh, of them. Okay. Far away from the party. We all teleport in how a way. Long, uh, how long? What's the uh, radius on that? Silence? The radius is a 20-foot uh, radius emanated. Uh, the emanation point of which can be on a creature, object, or point in space. So I will put it right right in that, that point right okay, there. Okay, that's good. It might come over to your side. If, it, if it does come over to the side, I wouldn't put it there, obviously. I, I can't visualize sure. a 20-foot radius. Where, where's that point, Grant, for the listeners? Directly in the middle of the two giants standing betwixt the portcullis. So I'd put it a little bit over, five foot over further than it was if it touches any of us. Great. Okay. And uh, that is my standard action, Troy. Oh dear. They have a uh, DC 17 will check to negate on their turn, I guess. It's on their turn? I would imagine that's how you do it. You can do it now if you want. Okay. Um, Because they can't do anything until their turn anyway, so... Uh, you know what? I'm going to roll it now. What is the... You said DC 17 will? Yes, to negate okay. the effect just, altogether. Just so I know. Uh, but is that, is, a, is that if they're, it's cast on them or if that... That's that, what you said before. You said it needs to be cast on them. Yeah. No, they don't get a save. I don't think they get a save. They can just leave the cone of silence the area and it doesn't Oh, okay. Them. Then yeah. they're great. Okay, great. so it's we'll on the rock. Go. They don't roll the will save. Only if it was on them to negate right. it. Uh, okay, then. Uh, that's your action. Uh, we will move on to Thune. Thune, uh, 
dear. Troy's facial expression's really terrifying right now. <laughs> I know. It's like he, something really, really bad is happening. This here. is the this is the point where Thune turns on us. And starts <laughs> just stabbing us right in the back. The great sword starts swinging it like a uh, toddler on Shack. Thune is going to just uh, move down uh, just to the edge of where the silence is, uh, to like, and right above where one of the spikes is, just to kind of create a little more space uh, in the room. It is now Dalgrit's turn. So if Thune can see the edge of the magic, he has to tech magic, or he's otherwise just a genius. I just want to know this, no, Troy. That's, just for... I'm just telling you where Thune moved. Uh, I'm, and then I'm explaining to the listening okay. audience okay. where that is. Uh, I'm going to... He's double-crossing us. First... <laughs> First, I would like to uh, do a perception on the giants. Okay. Uh, I just want to see if there's anything funky or different about them or why they're in darkness or something. Look for goggles. Look for, I don't know. Okay. Perceptione, 25. 25. Um, and you're just looking for anything unusual based on, uh, like, in comparison to the other fire giants you fought. Right. Why are they just standing still, standing there in the dark, staring straight ahead? It's weird. Okay. So he's looking. Are they breathing? Are they looking straight ahead? Are they blinking? Are they looking around? Uh, they appear to be uh, breathing, and uh, you don't uh, outwardly notice anything different about them compared to the other giants. Okay. Um, how about a uh, knowledge local? Uh, to see from a creature standpoint if they have any other different abilities sure. or something that I haven't uh, noticed. Uh, that is a 29. 29. Again, no. Nothing. Standard no, fire look, giant You're looking material. them up and down. They look exactly like the other ones that you fought with the exception of the lieutenants. Those okay. ones had a little bit of a different look to them. Okay, then I am going... Find. Okay, then I am going to move around behind the fire giant on the right, between it and the wall. Okay. Uh, and since I'm vanished, I'm going to risk uh, just moving without stealth and hoping that it doesn't hear me. Okay. Uh, it's also silent there, too, so... Right, exactly. So, like, I, I can't see why. That boosted your uh, thing there. Okay. Uh, it is Jimmer's surprise round. All right. Jimmer is going to move in since this fire giant is flat-footed and presumably can't take an attack of opportunity. He's going to run past and slide in. So he's flanking uh, ah, Dalgry. Yeah, buddy. Side. So moves in. Uh the giant uh, is clearly not aware of uh, all of you. Otherwise, would have taken an attack of opportunity. It's got to be illusions or something. There's something know, going on I here. I, I don't know what's it. happening. I hate, I hate it. And so you just step right up to him in the darkness, uh, right up in his business. Uh... All right, it's they're round like, one. They're like cardboard standees <laughs> that we haven't noticed. You don't notice until you're on yeah. the other side <laughs> of them. You're like, no, it's just a cardboard. It's, 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 it's a police training room. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, round one. One of the fire judges is holding a bag of groceries. Yeah. <laughs> looking at the, st- yeah. To the side. He's holding a kid. <laughs> it is Baron's turn. Oh, God. Uh, Baron, <laughs> Baron's going to do a perception check of his own on these guys. Okay. Natural 20, 41. Ooh, wow. Get that out of the way. Wow. 41. 41. Okay. At this point, um, again, you don't notice anything different than what uh, the other fire giants you've seen so far. It's so dark. Yes. <laughs> It's very dark. If only you could see in the dark. All of you have dark vision, though, so you can see <laughs> do. black and white outlines. Of these um, you know, unfortunately at this point, because part of the uh, modus operandi, the, 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 
the code of conduct, the uh, the way we're attacking these people, lies around being quiet. Baron is going to hold his turn until he sees what happens. Okay, Baron. Because he doesn't want to fire. He doesn't want to step in and, you know. Hold you, his did, you did cast silence oh, specifically right. for that purpose. step into the silence. Uh, five, ten, five, uh, Troy, if I step here, will that count my actions in there? Anything emanating from there is being in silence? Yeah, well, that's taking up half the space. That'll be silence. All right, I'll fire at the one that is uh, flanked by Jimmer and Dalgrith. Okay. It's going to get a little bonus as you're through, shooting through Jimmer. Uh, that's a misfire. Ooh. It's a very, very quiet. Hey, guys, guys, shut up. It's a quiet misfire. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, misfires. Uh, all right. Let's move on to Metris. <laughs> Can I do a perception check on the other side of the room? Yeah. Uh, don't don't start getting all. Let's see what's going He's on. He's putting you there. off kilter. Getting all crazy now. Uh, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Um, you see a door, and that's it. I mean, oh, I mean, on the, the other side of the spikes. The other side of the spikes. Uh, yeah, just the tunnel that you came in. You don't see any other creatures running up the tunnel. Um, that's all you see. There's going to be some kind of lava monkey or something is going to burst out of one of these doors. Or, or, from, from, under, or, from, or under from underneath floor. us. Um, okay. Well... Let's just let's just run. Let's just, <laughs> let's just give up now. <laughs> we've, we've psyched ourselves out <laughs> so much. We're just gonna flee the scene before we. Even, like, they don't even know we're here yet. We can yeah, still yeah, leave. We can still just leave. <laughs> we can still go. <laughs> we're, such, we're such crazy guys. That would guys. be so amazing. <laughs> um, okay, Metra is going to move first. Okay. Down over here. <laughs> over here, you said. Down by, oh, here. Down, here. Down Did you hear the, that, folks? <laughs> she'll stand against the, the the less business side of the spikes. Right. Uh, and then she's going to go invisible. Go oh. invisible. Nice. Okay, so she moves, goes invisible. It's Thune's turn. Thune, taking a cue off the rest of you. Uh, double <laughs> move. really freaked out. <laughs> Thune moves 45 feet uh, directly across, just like parallel to those spikes, just, again, creating space in the room. So now you've got Metro on one side, Thune on the other, Baron, Jimmer, and Dalgrith uh, clustered there uh, with Dalgrith right next to the portcullis. And it is Dalgrith's turn. Oh, boy. You have flanking. Flanking. You have dark vision. You see... That Baron like stepped up and now he's just looking at his gun like I know cursing oh. silently cursing at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh he is going to mm. You know what? I'm just not sure if the climbing on is a standard action. I just can't tell. It just says when adjacent to or in the space of a corporeal creature at least one size larger than yourself, a vexing dodger can climb that creature's body with a su- successful climb check. Against a DC equal to the creature's CMD. This action isn't a grapple. It doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It does say it's an action. This action. It says this action. Yeah. So it's just a standard action. It could action. be a move action. I think, right. I think, it's, a move, I think it's a move, move action. I think it's a move Yeah, until action. you find differently, uh, I'm going to say that's your, you know, that's your move action. Okay. Uh, in that case... That's the way we've been playing. In that case, I'm going to try to take one stab at this thing before trying to jump on it. Stabby before jumpy. Stabby before jumpy. Uh, here we go. Uh, Climbing is generally part of a move action. Yeah. 
so here we go. Uh, 32 to hit. 32 to hit. That seems to hit. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> does it connect with something? Uh, yeah. Should I roll damage right yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're, you're extremely irritating. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Uh, 38 points of damage. 38, okay. And then nice job. He, and then he's... Oh, come on! <laughs> you are making this so much worse! And then he's going to attempt to jump on the, on the creature. No, I think that's a good plan. Uh, that is a 41, so he jumps on the creature. Does a backflip, lands right back on Backflip right on, and he's actually holding on to a flesh and blood creature. You feel him. He's breathing. Oh, man. And everything. I don't like it. Uh, All the presidents. <laughs> <laughs> it is Jimmer's turn. All right. Jimmer is very dubious, but he is going These to. These things have not acted. No. But we had a surprise what was, round. What was your initiative, Jim? Uh, my initiative was like 13. So. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, Are they just scarecrows? Are they giant uh, scarecrows? Uh, yeah. Stuffed full of straw. They're luring us in. The whole floor is going to fall apart. I'm going to do my own perception check just to... And it's very bad. So, all right. Uh, I'm I'm going to attack. Uh, that is a natty 15. Uh, that is a very high roll. Uh, it's 38 to hit. Uh, oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. That is uh, 31 points of damage. Okay. Okay. Does blood come from their bodies? Gosh, it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Do they, right. do they scream in reaction? Ah, you can't tell. It's silent. Do they like that? <laughs> <laughs> the mouths move. <laughs> <in> this, <laughs> uh, Natty 17, second attack, natural uh, Ooh, critical, critical threat. Critical, critical, critical. I'm not even going to use a fan crit on this yeah, bullshit. You don't seem to be Are they moving to defend themselves in any way? They are moving, yeah. Don't, don't let the uh, static... Uh, one-dimensional map fool you. It's a two-dimensional oh map. God. A two-dimensional map. <laughs> you fucking asshole. It's 28 to hit on the critical. Uh, yeah, that's a confirmed crit. Okay. <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like that it. That is... Uh, uh, all right, let's kick it over to... Uh, <laughs> this mood is so weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Mick in Beaverton, Oregon. Hmm. Hi, Mick. Hi, Mick. Is that Mick? Uh, no, it's not Mick. Oh. This is uh, Mick. That is oh, Mick. It is Mick. Well, it is Mick, <laughs> but it's Mick? a different Mick. It's Mick Servo, friend of the show, oh, and okay. uh, uh, awesome dude. It is a uh, pants-off dance-off. Oh. Your attack cart causes an article of clothing or equipment on the target to tangle up their feet. Double damage, and you may make a free trip attempt against the target. Oh, that's With nice. no chance at an attack of opportunity against you. Hopefully Great. it'll fall backwards on Dalgrith. Uh, that's uh, phenomenal. Uh, that is 58 points of damage. Okay. And then a and free trip attempt. Trip so attempt. CMB straight up against their CMD. Uh, that is a 38 <gasps> against their CMB. Holy, you trip him. Oh, God. All right. You trip him and down he goes. Oh, my God. Yeah, Dalgrith seen... on his back, right? Dalgrith on him, yeah. yeah. Okay. You seem very uh, laissez-faire about this. Laissez-faire. Don't, don't read Not too much so into much. it. Uh, just, um, just give me the play-by-play of what's <laughs> happening in the scene. That's my, my job as GM. Motherfucker. Do you have another attack there, <laughs> I do. Okay. Uh, I'm going to attack again. Uh, that is so... That is a 25 with him prone. 
minus four to his AC. Minus four to his AC with the phys- with the melee, melee attack. Uh, then yeah, that's definitely okay. Yeah. Uh, Twenty six more damage. Twenty six more damage, and it appears if that as if that giant falls. Okay, and he's already uh, fallen, but you see his eyes close and he goes unconscious. Oh, good. And springs and sprockets come out of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, oh god, oh, the no. other giant, oh uh-huh. my god, rushes out of the silence and just yells one word in giant. Now, no! oh, it's the ambush, and we'll see you next no! week. No! 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 You set us up. No! You set us up. No! You set us up. No! How does he know where the silence is? How does he know? He really would have no reason to know what it is. What is he looking at the fundamental? Tune in next week. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.